Do you want this new year to be the one that changes things? Do you want to be free from all the restrictive food rules and the diet obsessions and the constant concerns about your weight and your body image? Do you want to get and stay healthy in a way that's sustainable for you and be able to apply nutrition information in a way that works for you and your lifestyle? Well, I have some very exciting news. During the month of December 2021, I'm having a huge, huge Christmas sale. For any packages or any services that are booked through December 31st, 2021, you will get, ready for this, 50% off. Not kidding, half price services for any that are booked and paid for in full at the time of booking through the end of December 2021. Yay, I'm so excited. So just go to truefoodfreedomandfaith.com, click on the work with me tab, schedule your appointment and use the discount code December 21, all in caps, no spaces, December 21. And you will receive 50% off. What a way to start the new year. Or maybe you'd like it as a gift for a loved one who's told you they need this. I wouldn't just go give somebody a discount coupon for health and wellness (laughs) appointments unless they've told you they want them. But let's do this. Go to truefoodfreedomandfaith.com, go to the work with me tab and use the discount code DECEMBER21, all caps, no spaces, and it expires December 31st, 2021. Now on to the show. Today we're talking all about protein. Proteins, do you need to be on a high protein diet? Are meats bad for you? How do you know if you're getting enough protein? All that and one interesting and important fact I'm sure will shock you. Stay tuned. Welcome to the True Food Freedom and Faith Podcast. I'm your imperfect host, Cheryl Sharko, registered dietitian, nutritionist, and biblical counselor, here to get real with you, my sisters in Christ. Yep, I'm talking to you who struggle with restrictive food rules, chronic dieting, yo-yo diets, emotional eating, and other issues that consume your life, your joy, and your peace. So get your comfy pants on like I did and get ready for some real talk about this journey, real nutrition information, and some real solutions so you can live a life in true food freedom and faith. Hello to my sisters out there. So today we're going to talk about protein. I'm right in the middle of a, maybe a three-part series on the macros or macronutrients. Two weeks ago, I did a podcast on carbohydrates, so you can go back and listen to that. And maybe next week or the week after, I'll be doing one on fats. So the carbohydrates, proteins, and fats are in their own special category called macronutrients. And all macronutrients are, are the food substances that provide energy. So carbs, fats, and protein are the main substances that provide energy for your body. So they're very important. Protein is very important. And so we're going to just go a little bit in depth onto what it is. We're going to talk about those high protein diets you hear about and protein supplements. How are you getting enough protein? And then one fact that I'm sure is going to shock you that you need to know as you're making these decisions. Again, a little disclaimer right up front. I want you to have the education. I want you to have the information so you can make informed decisions for your body and for your family. However, what I'm telling you is not to become another rule 
another thing to restrict or regiment your eating practices. Because as I've been saying, those external rules and that rule-based eating and restriction-based eating and logging exact amounts of this and exact amounts of that, that leads to disordered eating and a disordered mindset and a disordered relationship with food for a lot of people. Not everybody. There are people that can just regulate their lives. They just are that type of personality where everything is monitored and everything's controlled and they can live the rest of their lives like that. But many of us, maybe even most of us, not like that so much. You know, we start out with a crash diet or live on very regimented rules, and there's a backlash. There is a huge backlash of disordered eating and a disordered mindset. Okay, so let's get to protein. Let's talk about protein. Protein is actually amazing. I'm going to try not to geek out too much here, but protein is a fascinating, fascinating substance. Protein is actually connected chains of molecules that are called amino acids. So amino acids are actually the building blocks of the protein strands. Those amino acids are connected together into strands of proteins that are then shaped and folded within our cells and they're used in different functions. So they're folded and shaped according to their different functions. And protein has so, so, so many functions in the body. For instance, protein makes up the tissues of your body. So tissues are basically anything that's tangible in your body, whether or not you're actually able to get at it or not. So your muscles, your skin, your hair, your internal organs, On top of the tissues that might have been obvious that those are made up of proteins, proteins are abundant throughout the body doing many, many different functions. For example, the enzymes and hormones in your body are dependent on protein. Hemoglobin, hemoglobin's the red stuff that makes your red blood cells red and they transport oxygen throughout your body. Those are made of proteins. You probably realize that muscles are made of different proteins because it's a body tissue, but even the action of muscle contraction is dependent on different proteins. Blood clotting, healing, your entire immune system is made up of and dependent on proteins. It's even part of your bones, your bone structure. We think of calcium and maybe minerals as making up the bones, but protein is the basic part of the bone structure. So proteins are amazing in the body, not only because they're just made up of a different configuration of amino acids folded and shaped for different functions, but just the amount, the abundance of what they do in the body. The name pro, protein, even indicates that it is a prime nutrient. Now, in addition to the importance of proteins in the structure and the function of our bodies, remember I said it's also a macronutrient. So what does that mean? Yep, it means it provides energy as well. Okay, so energy can be extracted in a manner of speaking, from proteins that we eat. And when we don't have enough energy from our carbohydrates, protein will be converted and used for that energy. See what I mean? Protein's pretty amazing. Now, if you are not eating enough, enough energy, enough 
calories. The structure and function roles of proteins will be sacrificed so that the protein can be converted and used as energy. So we always want to make sure that we're getting enough of our energy or calories in a day and enough of our carbohydrates. So our protein can be used for the structure and function roles and can bring up the rear with a little energy if needed. So we talked about what protein is and does in the body. Let's talk about it in the foods that we eat. Protein is abundant in foods. It is abundant. We probably already know that foods such as a steak or a burger contain protein. But that is far from the only food source of protein. Let's talk about steak. Let's talk about meat. Let's talk about animal foods in general or animal-based foods. Those do include things like meat, dairy, eggs. And under meat, let's say, let's break that down further. Red meat, poultry, lamb, goat, any kind of animal muscle tissue. Sorry, I know that sounds gross, but that's really what meat is. Anything that comes from an animal, including the dairy, including the eggs, those are called complete proteins. And the reason is, remember we discussed amino acids making up proteins earlier? Well, complete proteins, particularly those that come from animal foods, they have all of the amino acids that your body needs in one nice package. However, they also contain saturated fat. Now, I won't get into that too much because we'll talk about that in our future podcast about fats, but it's not the best and healthiest thing to get a lot of saturated fats. So although animal proteins are complete and they do have all the amino acids needed, we also want to balance that information with the knowledge that they tend to have higher saturated fats. We're going to talk about how to apply all this at the end. So we're just we're just kind of going through it right now. You don't have to memorize all of this or figure it out yet. We'll put it all together. But almost all foods contain protein. You'd have to eat something like straight sugar or drink oil to have no protein at all, which please don't do that. I'm not giving you food rules, but please don't do that. In addition, there are two plant foods that have complete proteins. They have all of the amino acids your body needs. One of those is soybean. The other is quinoa. Quinoa is that Q-U-I-N-O-A food that you don't know how to pronounce sometimes. It's quinoa. I didn't know that for a while and I was calling it quinoa, like back in the 90s or something. It's quinoa and I like it. You know, I think quinoa is one of those love-hate things. I like it. Um, it's we, we call it a whole grain. It's actually really a seed, but we use it kind of instead of rice or something like that. But it does have like little tails, little strings on it, which can be a turnoff to some people. But I think it's good and I think you should give it a shot. Speaking of plant-based foods that contain protein, you like that segue? Plants also contain protein, but except for those two exceptions of soy and quinoa, plants don't have a complete protein profile. They don't have all of the amino acids in each plant like the animal foods do. That's okay because if you mix and match, 
different plants, you're sure to cover the gaps in each other. Uh, we used to think you had to do that at one sitting, at one meal. That's not true. We can just spread that out. And just the key here is just, as always, eating a variety of foods. You're likely to fill in all of those gaps. Okay, so plant foods have incomplete protein profiles and animal foods have complete protein profiles, except again for the soybeans and the quinoa, which are plants that do have all of those amino acids you need. So at the protein level or at the amino acid level, they're the same. It doesn't matter if it came from a piece of meat or an egg or a plant food. It doesn't matter at that level. What is different is the other substances in that food. So whereas I mentioned animal foods tend to have higher saturated fats, which we don't particularly love to have too much of for heart health and other reasons. Plants have proteins, but they're also packaged in fiber, which fiber is super, super healthy for you in a myriad of ways. We talked about that a bit on the Carbohydrate Podcast. And I think I'll do a separate fiber podcast too, because it's so important to understand it, the different types of it, what it does, and why it's so important. So are you getting enough? Are you getting enough protein in your diet? Do we need to go high protein? Well, the answer is that in the American, the Western diet, you're probably getting more than you need every day. You're probably getting an abundance of protein. The American diet is very heavy on meat eating. And for example, if you were to eat one serving of dairy at each of your three meals, and then only at lunch and dinner, have just like a small piece of meat, you're supplying all the proteins you need. We tend to eat more than that just in animal foods a day. Never mind all the other things we're eating. Now that's not necessarily true. In fact, it's not true around the globe. In developing countries, there's often a lack of protein in the diets. And so you'll see those horrible pictures of the children who are undersized, skeletal, the big swollen bellies and abdomens. That's indicative of too little protein, far too little protein. And that has horrible consequences for everything. Um, even in America, though, I want to say there are groups of people that tend to not get enough protein. For one, what might be very obvious, somebody with an eating disorder, specifically anorexia nervosa, they're not usually getting enough nutrients of any sort, so certainly not protein. Also, older Americans, the elderly, tend to not always get enough protein. The reasons for this are many. Some of it is just because they don't have access to the food and it's hard for them to get the food. They're not as mobile to prepare the foods. And so keep your eye out on the older people in your church. Make sure that they are supplied for, make sure they're getting the help that they need because they do tend, or I say some trend toward not eating enough. For this group of people, as well as those who are recovering from diseases, who have had surgeries recently, if they are malnourished, they do need higher levels of protein. But for the general American adult, you probably do not need to add more protein to your diet. And this brings me to four points I want to bring up. Okay, first... 
we actually don't need as much protein in our diets, even though protein is so important for all of the structure and all of the functions in your body, as well as an energy resource, we actually don't need that much protein in our diets. So if you were to take all of the calories that you eat in a day, for example, 2000 calories is often used, not that I'm promoting calorie counting or whatnot. This is again, just for informational purposes. If you were to take up all of the calories that you're supposed to eat in a day, all the energy that your body needs in a day, only 10 to 35 at the most percent of that amount of calories need to be protein foods. So does that make sense? You don't need to eat half of your calories in protein. That is way, way, way too much. So that brings me to my second point. Although protein is essential, we need it. High protein diets can increase water loss. So sometimes when you go on those high protein diets, you might not be losing the muscle, although you might be if you're still not eating enough energy because your body's going to break down the muscle to provide the energy. But some of that weight loss you're seeing is going to be water because those high protein diets do cause a higher water loss from your body. In addition, high protein diets put quite a strain on your kidneys. Kidneys are the organ that process protein in your body and having an abundance of protein to process day in and day out can put a strain on your kidneys and can lead to kidney stones as well. Third, the third thing I wanna say is about protein supplements such as protein shakes. Those protein powders that we're making our smoothies out of and our protein shakes, they're not regulated at all. So you have to be really careful with what it is you're putting in your body. And some of them can be such concentrated forms of a protein that it's just, food is better. I just wanna say overall, in any category, a food source, a whole food source is best for your body. There are so many more benefits to eating food in its whole natural state. And you don't want to miss out on those, especially with what we're talking about here. Do you need protein powder in light of the fact that you're probably eating an American diet with a considerable amount of animal foods or just a considerable amount of food period? Do you need it? So I know your question. I know you're asking me, well, I'm trying to build muscle or I work out a lot. Don't I need more protein or high protein for that? No, not necessarily. No, it's not necessary for weight loss to go high protein and or low carb. We talked about that two podcasts ago in the carbohydrate one in a little more detail. So, you know, go back and listen to that. But weight loss or weight gain, or as far as the fat stores go, is really a matter of how much energy or calories am I eating versus how much energy I'm using up in a day or in a week or whatever the time period if I'm eating more in energy than I can use, it's going to be stored as future energy, or in other words, body fat. And it's stored there for the times when I'm not eating enough energy, and I can use that. So it's a really amazing thing. It's not bad. It's wonderful. But it doesn't matter if the type of energy I'm eating is a carbohydrate, or a fat, or a protein. It just matters how much energy overall I'm consuming versus how much I'm using up, okay? So that's what weight loss is. Having said that, I do wanna say that I, I suppose there is one use for eating protein to lose weight, and that's this. 
When you eat protein, it takes longer to digest a protein or a fat than it does a carbohydrate. So you could feel fuller longer, and maybe that would help prevent some extra snacking that you might do otherwise. But that's about it. That's the only relationship that protein specifically would have with weight loss. You don't need to have a strange macronutrient profile or weird percentages of proteins and carbs and fats for weight loss. It's the overall energy intake. Even for muscles, I want you to hear me on this one. Eating more protein does not build muscle. Now, I do want to say that if you're not eating enough protein on top of not eating enough calories or enough energy, your muscles will be depleted. You will lose muscle mass in order to make what your body needs for all of those functions it does every day. So it's important to eat enough energy a day or enough calories. It's important to have enough protein because that's the building block of those muscles. But eating more protein is not going to build your muscle. The way you build muscle is by, again, eating enough energy and enough of the protein building blocks that you need, but you need to be doing something that builds that muscle in the form of strength training, weight training a couple times a week. That's what builds muscle. Now, if you want to time when you're doing the proteins based on when you're working out, then it's recommended that you could have a protein-based snack about 45 minutes to an hour after a strong workout, a muscle-building workout. But other than that, you don't got to go crazy with the protein, even if you're trying to lose weight, even if you're trying to build muscle. And here's why. This is going to bring you to that fact that I'm pretty sure will surprise and shock you. It's important for you to understand that unlike fats and unlike some of the carbohydrates, your body can't store any of the extra proteins or amino acids that it doesn't need at that time. Your body will take what it needs to do its function and do its building, but the rest of that protein, it cannot be stored anywhere in the body. And so what happens to it? Oh boy, you get ready for this. What happens to extra protein is that it's converted into glucose, which is that energy source that all of our cells use. Every cell in the body uses glucose. That's what we normally eat carbohydrates for. So it's ironic that people are doing low, low, low carb, high protein, when all that extra protein is going to get converted back into that same substance of glucose that we're looking to carbs to provide. In addition... That glucose is to be used for energy, but if we are not using that glucose for energy, we don't need it for energy, guess where it goes? Where does excess energy go to be stored for later use? As body fat. So when you're eating more proteins than your body actually needs, and remember, it doesn't need that much, and in our American diets, unless you're one of those groups of people we talked about are in a healing state or post-surgical state or you're malnourished, other than that, we're probably getting enough protein. So high protein diet, is it sounding so good now? No, maybe not, maybe not. 
All right. So how do we want to put all this together? How do you live a lifestyle that's healthy in consideration of protein? Again, I'm not making food rules for you. I just want to provide you with the information so you can make informed decisions of what works best for your body in a non-regimented way that works as a lifestyle that makes you feel good, that gives you the energy, that makes you feel healthier. I mentioned animal proteins having higher saturated fat contents. We're going to eat some saturated fat. That's fine. It's actually important to get some animal proteins and animal foods in, I should say, because there are some vitamins and some nutrients that we get only from animal foods and our body actually needs those. So is it possible to be a vegan and get those only by very careful planning and always with supplementation? And remember... The food packaging of these substances is always the best delivery method. So it's always good unless you have um, a moral reason or your conscience won't let you eat animal foods. Um, and, And that's fine. You can work it out. You just have to be very careful and you need to make sure you're properly supplemented. And it's best to always work with a dietitian if you're a vegan or you're even eating a vegetarian diet. Other than that, It is wise to do what you're hearing more of these days called a plant-based diet or plant-based eating. Now, plant-based eating does not mean no animal foods of any type. It doesn't mean that at all. What it is, it's an encouragement for us to all start eating more plant-based proteins along with some of the animal proteins. So I had mentioned soy foods. Um, They do have complete proteins. So soy is a great place to start. But I don't mean the extracted soy isolates that you're going to find in a protein bar. No, no, no. I mean whole soy food-based products such as soybeans or edamame, soy milk, tofu and tempa. Those are just based on the whole soybean itself. Also, I mentioned quinoa. And those are complete proteins. But again, mix and matching different types of other plant-based Based proteins is a great way to get all the amino acids you need. Some of those plant-based protein foods are beans, peas, lentils are very high in protein, whole grains, seeds, and nuts, peanuts, nut butters, as long as they don't have all the added fillers in there, you'll want to watch for that. As far as animal products go, it's best to stay with the lower saturated fat content ones, such as, let's talk meat. So instead of having a lot of red meat, red meat tends to be higher in saturated fats, as well as, I mean, even white meats can if you're eating the fatty portions or the skin. But if you eat more of the poultry, the turkey, the chicken, um, versus having a fatty steak or a burger, there are a lot of health benefits to that besides just the saturated fat, which we're finding. Also, Another very, very nutritious form of protein is a fish. If you can add some more fish to your week, a couple times a week, that would be ideal. Eggs are very good sources of protein and many other nutrients. Conversely, I want to talk about processed meats for a minute. Processed meats are those things such as bacon, sausage, deli, cold cuts, even, even if they're not red meat, even made out of turkey or chicken or whatnot. Processed meats there's been a lot of research on them and they're really, they do have some detrimental effects on our health. Processed meats, not the best source. We'll put it like that. Processed meats 
include anything that's smoked and cured and fermented and just really basically processed. They're not in their whole natural form. They tend to be very high in sodium and they have other things added as preservatives as well that are quite questionable and the research is kind of helping us to lean away from those a little bit. So again, nothing's off limits, nothing's off limits. But just using this information to make choices that might nourish your body better and have less repercussions for you, that should be good, right? That's a good way to think about it. That's not rule and regimen based. That's information based, using your logic, using your common sense, learning to explore these different types of protein sources. So have fun with it. Have fun with it. Try cooking, try experimenting. Now, what I want to say is I came up with this um, macronutrient mini series because I just think it's an important building block for you. There's so much misinformation out there. Everything on social media is telling us high protein, low carb. And so I really want to just give you information that you can use and you can use to discern whether or not this is true information or false information. But I want to know what you want to know. I'm I'm thinking this is what you would like to know, but I need to hear from you. I want to get to know you. I want to answer questions that will be helpful for you. And there's two ways that you can do this. Both of these can be found when you go to truefoodfreedomandfaith.com, scroll down to the question and comment section, and you will see two little sections there. One is just a pink form. You can fill it out, type out your question, type out your comment, the other is a button you'll see where you can record a question. You might hear your own voice on a future podcast asking a question and allowing me to really hone in on what it is you want to know, what you need for information. Okay, so go to truefoodfreedomandfaith.com, ask me your questions, send me your comments, let me know all about you. I want to know who you are. I want to get to know you. And I do thank you for listening and being so supportive And until next time, let's all remember and keep in mind 1 Corinthians 10.31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Amen. We'll see you soon. 